Welcome everyone to the Champion Life Podcast, where we explore the Bible, hot topics, and have meaningful conversations with individuals about life, challenges, and our culture. I'm your host, Michael Norwood, and we are thrilled to have you join us on this journey. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Champion Life Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the profound understanding of our identity in Jesus Christ. Let's explore the depths of who God has crafted us to be and learn how to align our lives with God's design. Today's topic is by design. Come on, by design. Knowing our identity in Christ. Join me if you can as we read Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. Alas is simply an expression of grief, pity, or concern. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said unto me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. See, God has a unique design for each of our lives. God tells Jeremiah that even before he was born, come on, God has set him apart. And appointed him as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was a young man at this time, and but but God had some big plans for him. So let's look at some things that we can sometimes let define our lives. The first one is relationships. You know, a lot of times people can define their lives and and, and define who they are by relationships, by their boyfriend or their girlfriend, friends, families, family members, and other and others can be a central focus for many. For many people, right? They may prioritize spending time with, you know, these individuals, you know, seeking the, you know, seeking their approval and and and, and base their decision making around them. And you know, you know, you know, we see this, you know, in a lot of, in twenty twenty three, right? You know, with celebrities, you know, people look up to these celebrities and these actors, and you know, yes, you know, they may be great people, but we shouldn't idolize these people, right? Like these people don't don't define who we are. These people don't. Don't define who God has made us to be. Not at all. And the next one is social media. This is a big one, right? With the with the rise of social media, right, and it's in its in its popularity, which is you know we have Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, you know Twitter, um, um, all these all these other all these different platforms, right? You know you know many people you know use online platforms to showcase you know their interests, their hobbies, social lives. Not saying that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing. I don't, I, I believe that there's nothing wrong with that, right? If we're keeping Christ as a center point of our lives, a lot, a lot of people invest their time in creating and curating, you know, their their online presence and seeking validation from other from other people online. Oh, how many like oh, how many likes do I have, or, or or you know, how many followers do I have? You know, a lot a lot of times, you know, we can, you know, sometimes make that what we live by, 
our followers and how many people like our posts and how many likes we have and how many people view our posts and you know oh my gosh you know let you know let me you know I'm out there let's be out there but no that does not define who we are the likes don't define who we are and I'm so excited for season for season two because we're gonna touch um, on, on social media a little, a little deeper but we can't let social media define who we are we can't let it we can't let it come on People may also find meaning in their, in, you, know, you know, in their lives through hobbies and interests, right? Such as sports, music, art, or other pursuits. They may invest a lot of time and energy, you know, in developing these skills and, and pursuing their passions. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I love, like I love designing graphics. I, I love making logos. You know, I, I, I love, you know, doing all that. You know, I, I love, you know, building websites, and I, and I love doing these things. But, you know, those those things don't define who I am necessarily. Right. And, you know, and I'm a worship leader. Right. I, you know, I love leading worship. But now I, I, I've been worship, worship pastor and, I, and I've you know, led worship for many years. But that's not the only thing that defines me. My life is not just Michael. Michael's a worship leader. Boom. That's it. You know, God has nothing else for him. That's not it. God has so much more for our lives. And, 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 and that's just and I believe that that's just a portion of God's plan for my life. God has so much more. God has so much more for you to do in your life. So through your relationships, through your social media, through your through your hobbies and interests, don't let that be the be what defines you. Let God's plan and purpose in your life be what guides you and leads you to great things. Come on. Uh, and I want to touch, touch on this a little bit, you know, too. You know, generational curses. You know, you know things, you know, generationally, right? You know, you, you don't have to live with what your family did in the past. You don't. You don't. And I'm gonna testify a little bit, you know, because you know I, I'm, you know, I want to be open and, and transparent, you know, with, with our listeners, you know. My family, my my blood family, is, it, it was not perfect. So none of my sisters have a, we, we don't have the same father, right? She was sleeping around, right? And that's a generational curse. There's these sexual sins, right? You know, in, in my family generation, my past, that I could let define me. Oh well, you know, my mom, you know, slept around, so I, I'm gonna sleep around, you know. It's just generational, but no. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm breaking that curse. I'm breaking that curse. Come on. Because I know that God's plan for my life, God's design for my life, I want it to be the good things. Come on. I never met or I don't know my biological dad, but guess what? Since I don't, I'm not going to let that de- let that destroy me. Oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I, I, I'm going to turn out to be a bad father too because, you know, my dad didn't care about me and my, my dad didn't, you know, my, my, my dad, you know, didn't have any decency, you know, to, to look after me and take care of me and raise me. But no, I'm going to break, I'm breaking that curse and I'm going to be, the, be the dad for my kids. Come on. I'm going to be the husband for, for, for my wife. Come on. I'm going to be the, be the man in my family. Come on. We don't have to let the past and generational curses define who we are. Come on. I'm going to live my life by God's plan. I'm going to live my life by what God wants me to do so I can live in purpose, so I can live in victory, so I can live a triumphant life. Come on. A lot of times we think that, you know, our, our family's past failures, mess ups and hang ups will define who we are. They don't have to. They don't have to. We can live a life for God. We can break those chains. Come on, break those gener- break those generational bondages. Come on. Woo, Jesus. Come on. We can break them. Not we, actually. God will break them. God will break those curses off your life. All you have to do is ask him to and really want him to and then live a life for him. Come on. God is in the business of restoration, of healing. Come on. Woo! Come on, he's in the business. He is in the business of of turning the of, of turning what the enemy meant for evil into good. 
Come on. We sometimes think that, you know, you know, we've that we've messed up too much and that I've done, you know, so many really bad things. Maybe you have. I have too. I'm not perfect, but I'm here to remind you that it does not have to be that way any longer. You can break that curse. You can break those generational things. You can live by God's design. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, and see, what's so amazing is that, see, there's forgiveness at the cross, redemption at the cross, grace at the cross, mercy at the cross, everlasting life at the cross. The blood that ran down that cross for us that day on Calvary, come on, has covered us, come on. That grace, whoo, that favor, whoo, come on. That forgiveness, come on. When the veil was torn, that was a sim- that was a symbolic gesture from God Almighty saying that, guess what, the veil would no longer separate my people from me but now i can be with them and they can be with me come on and now we can dwell with christ wherever we are we don't, we don't have to go to the temple we, we, we don't have to go to the priest for our sins but we can offer before christ and say lord here i am just use me god come on thank you jesus that's what god wants you to do live a life by his design not by our preferences Woo, come on. My mind's been on this so hard. You know, we have to live our life by purpose, not by our preferences. Because guess what? Our preferences will leave us empty. Our preferences will just, when we're living by our preferences, we're just doing what we think is best. We're, We're just doing what we're comfortable with. Come on. But God, I believe God has called us out of our uncomfortable state. Come on. God has called us out of, out of comfortability and he wants us to step out. And live a life by his design. You see, our negative past doesn't define our future. We serve a God who can turn our messes into messages, our tests into testimonies. Come on, and our trials into trials. I'm gonna say that again. He's saying God is a God that turns our messes into messages, our tests into testimonies, and our trials into triumphs. That's the kind of God. I serve, that's the kind of God that we serve, that's the kind of God that has a perfect plan for our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, God can use anyone. God can use anyone, no matter their past, to do great things for his kingdom. Listen, I, I, listen I, I've had a rough past. I've been through some things. I've, I've done some things that I've really regret. But you know what? God has forgiven me of those sins. And now I'm free. Come on. Free, free to live in the life that he has for me. Free to live in his will. Free to do what the Lord has called me to do. And by that, I'm reaching others. By that, I'm just living a life. And by living a life of Christ, others can see the light in me of Christ. Come on. Hallelujah. That's what we can do today. Just, just like God used Jeremiah, right, who, who may have felt inadequate, inexperienced. God can use us to do great things when we trust in him and step out in faith. You know, you know, I really love the story of Gideon. You know, Gideon, he didn't feel qualified. And maybe he wasn't. Just maybe he wasn't. But that doesn't matter. Because when God calls you to do something, you do it. Come on. You do it. You will reap good things. Come on, when you're sowing those seeds in the grocery store, right? When you're just doing those simple things for God, right? When you're ministering to people on your job, 
Those little things, that's what God wants. Reaching souls. Come on. That's living by God's design. Doing what God has called us to do. See, we, we may not always feel capable, but with God's strength and guidance, come on, with God's strength and guidance, we can accomplish amazing things. You know, you know, I didn't really always feel, you know, like, man, like, yes, I know God's, I, I know I'm called to be a pastor. I know, I know I'm called to ministry, but, but I stutter, God. I, like my, like look, look at my past. Like, like look what, look what I've done. And God says, Michael, those are forgiven. I've forgiven you your sins. All you have to do is trust me. I'm going to anoint you. Come on. I'm going to use you mighty ways that you can never even imagine. You know, and what's so amazing, you know, is I love how God will confirm what is already what He's already told you to people. You know, down, you know, down through the, I'll say for, for, for the past five, four or five years, you know, I've been to church camps and youth camps and this and that and, and this event. And uh, like when I'm truly just like asking God, Lord, 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 give me a sign. Lord, give me a word. Lord, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? And every time he's like, he, he confirms it. <laughs> he confirms it. He confirms it. He's like, cause like he's already told me like, Michael, you're, Michael, you're, you're going to be a pastor. Or in ministry, you know, but sometimes, you know, you know, I can tend to let, you know, my flesh. Well, well, I don't know, God, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? You sure? And then, and then God will, you know, will, you know, the preacher will come down or, you know, somebody, you know, somebody praying for people will come down and just confirm that, you know, I, you know, they're just saying, you know, Michael, you know, I got this vision or, you know, I can see you just ministering to, to many young people and to thousands. And I'm like, come on, Lord, you know what, you know what, Lord, I wouldn't, I would not question it any longer, Lord. I know you call me to ministry and that's, and that's what I'm going to do for you. But sometimes we have to just trust the process because it's just getting us to the destination. Come on. Amen. So what are some things that can hinder us from living a life by God's design? The first one I'm going to talk about is sin. Sin, yeah. Sin separates us from God and hinders us from experiencing the fullness of his love and plan for our lives. God, listen, sin is a big deal. Sin is a big deal, guys. And, 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 and when you're in sin, it, it, it's ultimately separating you further and further and further away from God's plan. It is. Sin is hindering you. And you, you, you want to know what's so crazy about sin is that, you know, the devil will paint a picture for us, you know, with sin. Oh, what's beautiful. Look, oh, look at it. It's so amazing. Oh, wow. Look at it. Yes. Oh. But guess what? Behind that picture, there's destruction. There's pain, there's heartache, there's sorrow, there's worry, there's fear, anxiety, depression, loneliness, emptiness. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, those medicine, you know, those medicine commercials, you know, take this pill and you'll, and you'll get rid of a headache. But the side effects are, you know, sleep, you know, nausea, vomiting, blah, 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 right? You know, and it's all these things. But and that's the same thing with sin, right? At the moment, it feels great. At the moment, it, at the moment, it eases you, right? At the moment, you know, those pleasures, you know, are satisfied. But in the long run, it has all these side effects. It has all, all, it has all of this destruction and pain. That's, that's what sin does to you. And sin, it can lead us down a path of destruction and prevent us from fulfilling our plan that's given by God. Our God-given purpose will be destroyed by sin. The next one is fear. Fear can paralyze us from 
stepping out in faith and obedience to God. It can cause us to doubt his presence and his promises and lead us to make decisions based on our own limited understanding rather than his infinite wisdom. You know, I, I, I love when the Bible says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. Why? Because God does not even God does not even work in this in our time frame. God does not work in a 24 seven or, or, or 24 hour time frame. God works in his own timing. That's what that, that's why we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid of for God to use. We can't be afraid to live a life for God. We can't be afraid to live by God's design. Yes. We, we, yes. You might lose some friends. But maybe that you know. But maybe that they that they weren't gonna. Maybe that they weren't helping you in, in the first place. Yes, you might lose, do this and do that. Yes, you. Yes, this might happen. But guess what? In the long run, God will be pleased. Next one is selfishness. When we prioritize, when we prioritize our own desires and goals over God's will for our lives, we can miss out on the blessings and opportunities He has for us. You know, we tend to want. What we want. Well, I don't want to, God. Well, not this time. I'm too busy. Yeah, you know, maybe next year. Um, well, you know, maybe in the future. I'm, I'm right now. You know, this is a me season. I'm doing me right now. You know what I'm saying? No, it should never be about you. Like, like my dad says, you is not that important. It's not about you. It's about what God has for you and what God wants to do through you for others. I'm saying it again. God wants to do something through you to impact others. It's not about us. It's not about us. Next one is pride. Pride can cause us to think we know better than God or that we don't need his guidance in our lives. Come on. Listen, I I try with the, so sometimes I try with this to myself, you know. I you know I try to do things, I you know I try to do things my own way. Try to do this, you know. Try to put that in place and try to do this and do that. Oh, I got it, bam, bam, you know, you know, you know. And I try to make you know make things move and shake. But guess what? In the in 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 the end, I come up short. In the end, these things fall apart. In the end, the plan that I have for myself doesn't even go anywhere. And the things that are moving and shaking fall apart. We can't be so high and mighty of ourselves that we think that we're better than what God has for us. See, pride can also also prevent us from acknowledging our own weaknesses and seeing and seeking help and support from others. Listen, know your weaknesses, man. Know your weaknesses. But also know your strengths. It's important because guess what? You need people with you. You need people by your side. You need people to link arms with you. Come on. You need people to just encourage you. Don't think that you're in this alone. You're not. Don't be so prideful that you think, you know, I got it. You know, I didn't know about this help. You know, I'm a loner. Bam, let's do this. No. And the last one I'm going to talk about is distractions. In our lives in this technology filled world, it's easy to get distracted by things that, you know, that don't ultimately matter in the in, in the grand scheme of things. Right. We can prioritize these distractions over God and his plan for our lives. And and we, and we can miss out on the true purpose and joy that comes from living according to his design. A lot of times we get so distracted and so busy in this world that we forget to make Christ the center point of our lives. And I'm so thankful that my mom for the past two years have been just nailing it and letting it. Have it been in your word? Have been reading it daily? A couple years ago, we we started um, this one year Bible where we read where we read um, 
a part of the of the New Testament or in Old Testament every day of the of the year. And it's important that we keep Christ the center point of our lives. That through all the distractions, through, you know, through all the notification, all through all of the notifications, and you know, things we have to do and responsibilities, that we keep Christ the center focus of our lives. What are we putting before Christ? What things have we been distracted by? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's schoolwork. Maybe it's our job. Maybe it's this assignment. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's our phone. Maybe it's even other people, relationships. I don't know. We have to make sure that we're living by God's design and knowing who we are in Christ. And this is what the Bible says about God's design. God's design. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. See, God wants to give you a future that is so great. That is so awesome. See, God has some amazing plans for your life. I'm, I'm glad it doesn't say, for I know, for I know the suge- suggestions I have for you. It didn't say suggestions. It says, I know the plans I have for you. The plans. Come on. He, and he says, there are plans even before you were in your mother's womb. Come on. It says, 1 John 3, 1 says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Ephesians 2, 10 says, for, the, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things, come on. It doesn't say, and some things. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Listen, ultimately, Living a life by God's design requires humility, obedience, and deep trust in his love and faithfulness. We have to understand who we are, guys. We have to understand who we are in Christ, who God made us to be. And one thing, we won't know who we are in Christ until we read his word. We can't. If you don't read your word, you'll never know that you are God's handiwork. You are his chosen people. You never know. You you'll never know that you are more than a conqueror if you don't read His word. You you you'll never know that you are an overcomer. You you never know that you'll never be alone. You'll you you'll never know that God is with you. You'll never know that God's plans are perfect for you if you don't ever if you never read God's word. The word is important for us. But by recognizing who we are in Jesus Christ, we can more fully experience the abundant life that God has in store for us. So if you're feeling discouraged by your past mistakes or shortcomings, remember that God has a plan and purpose for your life and that there's forgiveness and mercy and grace for you to receive. All you have to do is repent. Say, Lord, here I am, Lord. Lord, forgive me. Make me new, God. Renew my heart. Amen. Trust in him, seek his guidance, and be open to the ways he wants to use you to make a positive impact in the world. Jesus Christ came to this world to save us from our sins. 
to offer us forgiveness and to give us eternal life. He loves you more than you can ever imagine and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. See you next time.